Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are back again for another episode here with a bunch of New York Giants news signings. Yes, that's signings. And they're pretty big signings as well. Yes, we're not going out here. We're not spending 50, 60, 70 million dollars on single players like Kenny Galladay last offseason. But from what we expected for the Giants to go out there, Joe Shane and his front office do absolutely nothing. Because of the cap situation with the team, uh, the negative cap, basically, situations with the team, uh, Joe Shane has gone out there and he's brought in some guys to f- help our offensive linemen, a high-quality backup uh, behind Daniel Jones at quarterback, and we'll get into all of it here in this episode as well as the NFL news uh, that has been sweeping the nation, I'll say that, uh, and definitely the NFL community. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I know you've been enjoying free agency, Josh. I know, uh, you know, I know it's been it kind of crazy the past few days, but uh, uh, it's it's been exciting for Giants fans. And uh, Joe Shane has been much more active in this uh, free agency period than we thought he would be without maybe some of the outgoings that we thought uh, there would be. So uh, certainly some very interesting things that have happened over the past couple of days. We've got a few key signings that have happened, like you mentioned, stuff going on around the NFL, re-signings, uh, some departures, obviously. And uh, I mean, we'll have to get into it. But Josh, how are you doing? How have you been enjoying this free agency period? Yeah, I'm doing well, Alex. Uh, thanks for, you know, it took 100 whatever. Let's see here. Let me go through the list. 157 episodes, but you finally sent it back to me after multiple times of asking, many times of asking. But look at you. You're developing as a co-host, so I appreciate it. I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited to get into it, to talk about these giant signings. And without further ado, uh, let's get into it. This isn't in a particular order. We're just kind of going of how we have our document here aligned, starting out with the former Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor signed a two-year $17 million deal with the Giants, including an $8.5 million guarantee or $8.5 million of that is guaranteed money. And you can see our instant reactions to the signing of Taylor on the Giant Take YouTube channel if you want to check that out. So with that, let's go into Tyrod Taylor a little bit more. For this past season, Taylor completed 60.7% of his passes for 966 yards with five touchdowns and five interceptions. Sounds like a backup's uh, stat sheet, if, if, I mean, if I'm saying the least. In 78 career games, including 53 starts, Taylor completed 61.3% of his passes for 10,736 yards with 59 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Alex is going to go a little bit more into uh, the situation that has led him up here to the New York Giants. Yeah, um, before joining Houston, Taylor uh, signed a two-year deal with the Chargers in 2019. And after playing behind Phillip Rivers, his first season was named the starter in 2020. That, however, lasted just one game because a team doctor accidentally punctured his lung with a pain-killing shot while attempting to treat a rib injury before a Week 2 game. When he was healthy enough to return, Taylor remained on the bench as the backup to rookie starter Justin Herbert. Um, the deal, uh, Josh, like you mentioned, two years, $17 million, uh, $8.5 million guaranteed, but it's really only an $11 million uh, without the incentives. Uh, there's obviously like playing time incentives, touchdown, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
he only is actually bringing about a, I believe it's about a $3 million cap hit this year. Uh, so that's going to help with the Giants, uh, you know, saving space. Joe, uh, Joe Shane said, you know, obviously he wanted to clear $40 million. We'll get to that later, but obviously he didn't, um, or at least for now he didn't. You know, th- this looks like a good deal right now, but you're definitely stuck with him for two years. This is not a, a one and done. It's not a it's not avoidable thing after the first year. So you're stuck with him for two years. Uh, so it's it's a commitment. It's not as bad as you once like if you look at a two year seventeen million. That doesn't look as good um, with eight and a half million guaranteed. But it's really two years eleven million uh, if you want to sort it that or talk about it that way. So first year three million, and then he's going to be getting paid, I believe, eight million or close to that in his second year uh, of his contract. So something to keep an eye out. Uh, this is really a two-year deal. Uh, this isn't like a, a deal that you can get out of easily. Uh, after his second year, you can get out of it for sure. But uh, this guy's here to stay for at least a couple seasons. In terms of my opinions on it, I was not, at, if you watch the video, my our instant reactions, I wasn't super pleased about it originally. Uh, but once we got the details, I'm like neutral about it. Uh, I, I'm not like super happy about it, but I'm also not like devastated about it. Honestly, Alex, I think what this states about the New York Giants franchise and their QB position is that Daniel Jones is not the future of the New York Giants and will not be the starter for the team in the 2023 season. We know he's going to be the starter unless Brian Dable and Joe Shane just surprise everyone and change their minds. He will be the starter in 2022. We both don't expect the Giants to pick up his fifth-year option come May or even before that. Uh, so he'll go into the starter in 2022. He'll have Tyrod Taylor behind him if he's really bad or if he gets injured, which is very frequent in his career. And then from what it seems like is that heading into 2023, the Giants in 2022, this is just my assumption, is going they're going to draft a quarterback, sign a quarterback in free agency, whatever it is, let Daniel Jones walk. And then Tyrod Taylor will kind of eat a Tyrod Taylor – Tyrod Taylor will be the veteran quarterback easing whoever is brought in uh, into a starting role. That is my guess, my assumption, and that is why they t- they signed Tyrod Taylor to this two-year deal to at least have that as, a, as an option. That's my assumption that Daniel Jones will be let go out before 2023. Giants will like draft a quarterback and then Taylor will kind of help ease them into the starting role. What are, like I mean, I don't know if, you're, if you even, that even came to your mind or it's just me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. You either draft a quarterback in 2023, you trade for a quarterback in 2023, you have the insurance policy of Tyrod Taylor in case things don't work out. In general, I think it's a good deal. Uh, A mobile quarterback, guy who can run, think it fits. Uh, The deal itself in terms of the financials, eh, but uh, in terms of the player, I like the the addition for sure. Um, Moving on to the biggest, uh, well, at least longest commitment in terms of uh, our signings here. Offensive guard uh, Mark Lewinsky has agreed to terms with the New York Giants three years at $20 million with $11.4 million fully guaranteed. Uh, Lewinsky was a, originally a fourth round draft pick, uh, number 134 overall in 2015 by the Seahawks. Uh, after nearly three seasons in Seattle, Lewinsky was claimed off of waivers by the Colts toward the end of the 2017 campaign. He went on to spend the next four seasons with the Colts and play uh, and played in 48 games over the last three seasons, including four uh, 14 starts at right guard in 2021. Uh, and he also had a 70.1 PFF grade, which was ranked 21 out of 80 eligible guards last season. Uh, also, 
2021. You, did you? I don't think you mentioned this yet. Uh, the 2021 advanced stats, according to PFF, second in sacks allowed, both uh, versus Tennessee, and eight QB hits allowed, one QB hit from week 17 through or week seven through weeks 18. That wouldn't be too impressive. If it was just two weeks, 17 to 18. Uh, but it was uh, one QB hit from week seven to 18, and 38 pressures allowed. Uh, this is a big signing for the Giants. Like I said, especially with their cap situations, you would think that Glowinski already slots into that starting right guard position with the only backup option before him or the starting option at the time being Bren Bredesen, who we traded for from, I believe, the Baltimore Ravens, did not, did not, did not work out this past season. Uh, so good job bringing Glowinski in here. I want to wait until we go over the following signing uh, to help improve this offensive line. And then from there, I want to go to how that's going to look and how that sets us up for this NFL draft with two first round picks, five and seven, a second round, a third round. You know, you would hope at least one of those is an offensive lineman. Uh, and I think we'll talk about it after this signing, who that offensive lineman, who, who it can narrow down to and where they're going to play on this offensive line position wise. So let's go to him right now. Unless Alex, you have something to say before then. All right. He sh- no, all good. Shaking his yeah. head, saying <laughs> no. That means let's do it. Former Bills offensive lineman bringing in another Buffalo Bill. John Feliciano will rejoin Brian Dable uh, and Bobby Johnson in New York. He'll play center for the Giants. It's a one-year deal. So one and done, but he could hit the market again in 2023 if he gets a big, you know, if he has a big year with the team. He's six foot four, 325 pounds. Again, played three seasons in Buffalo under Brian Dable. So they both know each other well. They have a connection, a relationship. Started 31 games over his tenure with the Bills. Uh, he was the 2015, uh, it was a 2015 fourth round draft pick by the Raiders uh, and has played 82 career regular season games, 39 starts. 29, uh, 26 of them, excuse me, being at right guard, 11 at left guard, and two at center. Funny enough, though, it looks like he's going to play center, as we just said. Uh, we mentioned that. And out of all of those 39 starts, center was the position he played the least. Uh, so that's something to think about. I don't think he's going to be inexperienced, though. He's been in the league for a while now. Um, but again, it's going to be, you know, a battle you would think between him and Nick Gates coming off an injury, maybe an insurance piece, sort of like Teddy Bridgewater because, uh, Tyra Taylor, excuse me, I guess I'm nodding those guys up together. Uh, it's going to be like a backup option just in case Nick Gates from that very serious injury just isn't fully healthy by the season. Maybe. Yeah, possibly that. Um, I also think he probably fits in a bit better at center just due to his lack of athleticism at this point in his career and really throughout his career. He never has been the most athletic offensive lineman. Uh, And in the center position, he has the experience to maybe help out whoever's uh, under center. So um, I I like it. And like you said, Josh, in terms of how our offensive line looks right now, left tackle, you've got Andrew Thomas, left guard, you now have the option of a player like Nick Gates, Shane Lemieux, Ben Bredesen. All three of those guys can compete as of right now. We're not even talking before the draft. Um, at center, you got Feliciano with maybe Gates there as well. Right guard, you've got um, Glowinski. But again, you could have some of those other guys back them up. Bredesen, uh, who did I mention before? Lemieux, Gates, etc. For those three interior guys, you got a nice group now. Uh, you know, obviously you still want to build on it, but a decent group, at least for this moment. And then at right tackle, you got Gano, uh, who's, a, you know, an average, more of a swing tackle type guy. And you also have Matt Parrott. If you can bring in 
like we're talking one of those top tier tackles in the draft, say we're talking Evan Neal, then your offensive line, uh, and you get maybe a Zion Johnson, right? Let's say this, this is just a hypothetical, but you then have Andrew Thomas, Zion Johnson, uh, Feliciano, Glowinski, and then you have a guy like Evan Neal at right tackle. And suddenly your offensive lines turn from atrocious to, uh, at least average until players like Evan Neal, uh, develop if we were to get someone like him or uh, any sort of offensive lineman in this draft. And you mentioned Zion Johnson. I believe we had him as one of our picks in our New York Giants seven round uh, mock draft. That's a 1.0. Hopefully we can do more in the future. Uh, for right now, we're hoping to bring that to audio. Uh, I I just, I didn't want to, Alex wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it this episode, but um, definitely hoping to bring that to audio here on the podcast uh, soon. But for right now, if you want to check it out, you can very well do so on the Giant Take YouTube channel. So it's out there for you. It's not like you're, you know, it's waiting to come out. It's out there. So check it out on the Giant Take YouTube channel. But Alex, just something to disagree with here a little bit, right? We always have to have the disagreements. Gano, uh, Ghana, whatever. <laughs> I can never, I, I never know how to pronounce it. I have him at, at guard. I have him at left guard specifically. And then someone like Matt Pear at the tackle position, obviously it can move around. But what are the, t- give me the top two, offensive line positions, the the top offensive line position you want to look for in a draft like that. You're saying, okay, we get this offensive tackle or we get this guard. Like where are we, what is the number one you want to get? Like the, the top guy, where is he going to play? I think you now have the flexibility to go either position. I don't think you're necessarily forced to go offensive line in the first round, but I think you need to take a tackle in the first, at least two rounds. I think tackles the priority. I think right tackle. Cause I feel yeah. Right tackle, agreed. And then you could go, you can go guard, right? Later in the draft, you can go fourth, fifth round, pick up those guys. We have Feliciano now, we have Glowinski. Let them develop. Uh, you know, we've seen guards develop in the past, right? When they sit behind, you see offensive linemen sit behind uh, some, you know, more experienced guys and they develop as they go. Obviously, didn't work with Matt Parrott, at least so far, but um, we'll, we'll see. But I, that's what I would do. I'm targeting tackle in the first couple rounds, and then I'm looking guard three, four, five, six rounds. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I'm looking at this board. Of course, unless there's, you know, someone like a Kenyon Green or sure. uh, not that he's going to be there or a Zion Johnson in the second round. Yeah, Kenyon Green, I feel like has fallen down draft boards and is a very good option uh, from Texas A&M, I believe. Uh, so someone that the Giants could very well target. So Alex, again, let's go back to the draft here because that's what a lot of people are focused on. We got a, we're, we're a month away. We're recording this Wednesday night, the 16th of March. So how likely then we get an offensive tackle? We're looking at picks five and seven, the Giants. Let's say we keep both of those picks. They're very close to each other. So how likely is it? We're seeing Evan Neal get mocked once. So in these recent mock drafts, let's just say they're the, how the actual draft goes, whatever. However you want to think of it. Five and seven, how likely is it that we see Ika McQuanu, Charles Cross, maybe even Trevor Penning, if we if that's a little early, I don't know, at that five and seven pick that the Giants could take? Who would, they, who would you say at five and seven right now? I know we have that mock draft. That was even a week ago now, maybe. So is that outdated? What do you think? So James Bradbury is staying at least so far, right? But I'm just going to assume he's going to be gone, right? I'm going to say my most likely right now, I think, I think it's very close. I think they go corner. I think they go Sauce Gardner if he's there, but I don't think Sauce Gardner is going to be there. If you want me to be completely honest, I think he's going at four. So I would say, I think they go Ika McQuanu. And I think they go either uh, 
Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis with the other pick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're kind of thinking very alike. Listen, five, I do have Ika McQuanu as well from NC State. If you want to see and hear about our top, top offensive linemen in this NFL draft, that's on the YouTube channel. I believe that's also been on the podcast, so we have that content for you out there already. And at seven, I'm going the same thing with the edge. I'm just hoping that Kayvon Thibodeau is there. I know it, can, it probably won't be the case, but, you know, that night, I'm sure, well, I hope we're, you know, we're together for that because that was super fun last season. We were able to be together, you know, creating content, watching it together. I'm, I'm just going to be hoping. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, pick by pick, hoping that uh, T- uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is there because ever since that, you know, that's when every Giants fan has fallen in love with that guy uh, since he talked about the Giants a little bit, showed off his humor and his uh, good sense, uh, good character, I guess, um, at the NFL Combine. Yes, I know you like Sauce Gardner a lot. Um, he's not really up there for me, but someone we can look forward to. All right, we're not done with the signings. Let's continue here. We got to keep it going on the podcast. Giants sign wide receiver Robert Foster. Our Giants depth chart. Wide receivers, we're stacked, man. We're, we're going crazy right now with these Giants receivers in the depth chart. We're trying to build. What we're building, I don't know. Because right now we have an overpaid Kenny Galladay who's getting injured. A first-round pick, uh, 20. Kadarius Toney who's getting injured. Sterling Shepard, who's still on the team, took the pay cut. He's injury prone. We are we have Darius Slayton. He can't catch for his life sometimes. I still like to give the man credit. I have his jersey, okay? I have his jersey. I invested in him. Hasn't paid off fully. Now he signed Robert Foster. David Sills is coming back. I don't know. It, it's tough, but um, let's get into CJ Boards coming back. CJ Boards coming one. back. We're breaking news here. And you know what else is breaking news, Josh? Ricky Seals-Jones has just signed with the Giants, of course, right after we finish uh, recording the episode because that's how life works, annoyingly. Uh, his stats in 2021, uh, 507 snaps, 30 receptions, 271 yards, and two touchdowns um, for the 27-year-old. So tight end one currently for the Giants. Back to you, Josh. Foster, six foot two, 194 pounds, did not play a game in 2021. When he spent most of the season on the Cowboys practice squad, he played 30 regular season games with seven starts for Buffalo in 2018-2019 season. Washington in 2020 had 32 receptions for 642 yards, three touchdowns, two rushing attempts for 29 yards in there as well. And again, did not have a catch in his, or not again, but he did not have a catch in his one and only postseason game as I was with the Washington Commanders. Um, he joined the Bills as an undrafted rookie in 2018. Dable's first season as the team's offensive coordinator. Joe Shane's that was his uh, Joe Shane's second year as the assistant general manager. Played in 13 games with three starts and posted career high totals of 27 receptions for 541 yards. It's 20 yards uh, average per catch, I believe. And all three of his sc- and all three of his scores. Did I make sense with that? and yeah touchdown scores. yeah right yeah, i know thing. but like that's okay just gonna yeah en- english was still good. going he had uh 300 yard games career best 105 versus detroit and also at 105 yards at medlife stadium uh versus the jets not the giants though and then let's see what else we got here he scored his first touchdown on a career long 75 yard reception versus jacksonville all right we're giving the whole life story on robert foster we can move on honestly i know yeah no no one cares this much I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah i don't know alex i know you were going for a lot here i mean you really i i had all the info on robert foster 
This was before we. So here, here's the uh, here's the, I guess the breakdown on this, right? Robert Foster was before any of these other signings. I didn't expect the Giants to really make any signings. If we're being completely honest, I know Josh didn't really expect this either. So I was like, oh, we're really gonna have to milk it with this Robert Foster guy on this episode. But of course, I do all this research. Didn't come to fruition. <laughs> uh, not fun, but. I mean, it's still good, you know, still good. We still got all the info in, info about Robert Foster. Uh, no one knew who he was before. If you didn't, now you know. So that's the important thing. Uh, let's talk about some Giants who have left the Giants. That didn't make any sense. Um, some and former are moving on to new, Giants. Former, Gi- former Giants who are moving on to greater possibilities, um, which is anywhere but the Giants, really. Austin Johnson, uh, he signed a two-year, $14 million deal with the Chargers. B.J. Hill, we obviously traded him for, um, who was it, Billy Price. Real uh, good one there. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Bengals. And Josh's favorite, Keon Crossan, is signing with the Miami Dolphins on a three-year, $10.5 million deal. Um, And also Josh's other favorite, Evan Ingram, is signing to the Jaguars on a one-year, $9 million deal. Fully guaranteed, Evan Ingram will be going to Duval. Not so much I joke about Evan Ingram, honestly, but yes, my guy Keon Crossan. I I do. Uh, I when you were when I was reading, I don't know if you were talking, whatever it was, and when someone was like, uh, I think it was a reporter said the Giants should keep Keon Crossan for the money if the money's right. He's a what did he do for this team besides special teams? I mean, I guess he played a little bit at what defensive back. Go get your ten million, bud. Go get your ten million elsewhere. We don't. We don't need to waste that cap. I'm sorry. And then Evan Ingram, get the prove it deal. Show how good you are and show how you can catch the ball. The rumors are he's going to play wide receiver for the Jaguars. They do they need a wide receiver? I don't think so now anymore. Right? They signed a couple guys. I think he'll be the tight end. I think he'll be. Who they sign a wide receiver? I know they signed a few guys. Kirk. Uh, oh right, they, they overpaid signed. for Kirk. That's unbelievable. That Christian Kirk is like not even. Hey, we're get. We're gonna get there in a second, so don't get too far into it. We're gonna discuss it in a oh, second. Right, don't right. spoil yeah, it. Um, they also signed a couple. Uh, I believe they had Marvin player. Jones Ooh, Jr. as well, and they have Zay Jones. Yeah, yeah, Zay Jones. That's another one there, but yeah, uh, he's already there though. I know. Um, just, but I will say this: my guy, my guy, Isaac Yadam is still a free agent. So oh. where is he gonna end up? How how far could the you- Giants? Could he come back? How far did you have to scroll? Uh, I, I'm not even answering that question because I'm just going to. All right, I will. No. I didn't. I. I How far did you I, have to uh, scroll? How deep in the internet did you have to go to find Isaac Yadam's name? Because that guy must be deep on list when, when it comes to free agents. <laughs> I was talk- I was thinking like, oh, you love Keon Cross. And I was like, oh, I loved Isaac Yadam. So I looked Isaac Yadam up and it said he's a free agent. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's upsetting. He played on the Packers, actually. He so, did. You know. He did. Maybe he comes, maybe he comes back. He was solid, all jokes aside, after his beginning horror show. Anyway, uh, it was a horror. A show. couple Giants that did re-sign with the team. You, we mentioned C.J. Board already. We mentioned David Sills already. Here's a few other guys: uh, cornerback Jaron Williams. He's a young player, and also uh, they re-signed long snapper Casey Kreider. Nothing new there. Uh, you know, he's got the relationship with um, Graham Gano. And there's no reason to stop that from, you know, continuing because Gano, ever since he signed with the Giants, has been really good. So, I mean, credit to him. And with that, I think we completed as much as we can here with the Giants. We're not done. There's a bunch of stuff to go through, like Alex said already. Do you want to start? Let's do it. Christian Kirk signs an absolutely ridiculous deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I guess they wanted him that much. 
This might even be worse for the value of Kenny Galladay. I know Galladay didn't prove it in his first year, and that might be a big four years, $72 million. I get that. But if Galladay does well the remaining three years, then that's a good deal. But for right now, the value of Kirk, I don't know, man. The guy could debatably not even be in the top 50 wide receivers in the NFL. If you if you count it right, he could be a not top 50 wide receiver. I looked at a, I looked at the list because someone was debating it on Twitter. There were 50 guys ahead of him, and I agree with all of them. So, crazy. Do you have the exact figures in this, Alex? If not, I'll get them. I mean, it's $21 million a year. I believe in the first year, it's $8 million actually only. Um, but then after that, it goes back up to $21 million a year. $72 million uh, base with the option of $12 more million uh, of incentives. So that's really what I think Josh is looking for. But uh, he is a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. He's a functional, very good receiver in the NFL, but he is not $84 million worth of receiver. He is a four-year, $40 million receiver at most. Um, And the Jags paid double that. So don't really know what they're doing. They also paid Zay Jones. Like, what did they pay him? I forget, like three years, $24 million, something crazy too. They paid him a lot of money for someone who's really not that great either. And they obviously paid Evan Ingram $9 million and enough said there. Um, But yeah, Jags, the only thing I like that they did was bring in Brandon Sheriff uh, from the Washington Commanders. That's what they're called now. Uh, for I believe it was about $16 million a year. I thought that was a good deal. Protect Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, good for the Jags. But yeah, I don't like what they're doing in free agency. They're going crazy. But I do want to get to the biggest surprise that no one could have possibly expected. Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady's back. No one saw that coming. No one. Crazy. Unbelievable. Is Gronk next? Who knows? Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> oh, selfish. Um, oh, I, I hate that guy. Oh, thank God we won those two Super Bowls against him. Thank God. All right. Let's move on to bigger news than Tom Brady. I'm freaking moving on from that. It's not bigger news, but I don't care. I I, I, I can't talk about him anymore. Vaughn Miller, I'm going to say 32 years old, is signing a six-year, $120 million deal. Go get that bag, Vaughn Miller, with the Buffalo Bills to complete, hopefully complete, their defense. Huge, huge money moves. For the man, uh, the uh, they needed a pass rusher. They needed a pass rusher. So yeah, I, I mean, was gonna say they're going all in. <laughs> Your Von Miller's playing until he's thirty-eight if he wants to complete that deal. That's that's crazy. That's big stuff. Uh, but a big signing to get to a big one for the Bills. They have the cap room to do it. They do it. Zadarius Smith going down the numbers a little bit. He signed a four-year deal with uh, the Ravens for thirty-five million. Former Green Bay Packer, I believe. Uh, yeah. So played along. We know like that deal a lot for them. Yeah. Good, good job for the Ravens are picking up on what the uh, Packers left off basically because of Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers new contract as well as the franchise tag of Devontae Adams. They didn't have enough money. So they let Smith walk, uh, and he goes on and signs with the Ravens. Another deal here. Or should I, I'll send it to you, Alex, because I've been reading off all of them. Here, here's what I'll say about the Raiders here. The Chandler Jones signed with the Raiders for three years, $51 million. Chandler Jones is a great signing for that price. He's a great edge rusher. You have Max Crosby. That's a dynamic duo on the edge now. But then they screwed up. Oh, really? So badly. Yannick Ngakwe, mm. they traded for a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the corner's name now from the Colts, but I've watched that guy, and that guy's not very it, good. 
He's okay. He's not Yannick Ngakwe level. I don't want to say the wrong name. It's, it's not Mike Hilton, right? It's a no, no, no. It's it's a oh my god. I'm not gonna say it because again, I don't want to offend anyone. But um, he is a very oh my god. Am I completely average. wrong that Mike Hilton didn't even ever play for the Colts, and I'm just like making up names at this point? Yep, completely making like, up names at this point. No, he's on uh, the, the he's on the Bengals. Was on the Steelers. Yeah, he's on the Bengals. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm. Making up names, people. It, Making it's up names. um, it's. I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting uh, it. Keep talking. It's uh, I fr- I know what his name Alex, is. It's keep going. <laughs> okay, it's it's Rocky Sin. There we okay. go, Rocky Sin. Great. He's not the best edge rusher. Let's just say that. Uh, not cornerback. Sorry, but Ngakwe is a solid, productive player. Colts fleeced him, um, but Colts need secondary help, so they got to figure something out. Maybe trade for James Bradbury. That would be nice, but uh. Yeah, Colts need some help in that department, but like the deal, and Patrick Graham gets himself a dynamic edge rushing duo, uh, which is crazy considering he went from Lorenzo Carter and Aziz Ojolari to yeah. uh, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And some, and this news like just came out a couple hours ago. Yannick Ngakwe about an hour ago, said, or when we we're recording this, uh, you know, Wednesday night, said thank you Vegas in a tweet. Uh, so it's official; he's gone. Uh, someone who's also gone from the game, Andrew Whitworth officially retires. Uh, we knew this was coming. Probably is he a Hall of Fame offensive tackle? You know, I did I I guess I did grow up in his time, but I don't really I wasn't really in depth in the offensive line to know. I would assume so. You know, Alex, you're supposed to be coming in and telling me because you're like the offensive line. Who Whitworth? Guru. Yeah, Whitworth is he a Hall of Famer? Probably right. Probably. I mean, he what he's done off the field. I mean, he won the most prestigious award possible in the Walter Payton Award. Yeah. So, could I mean, up, I don't. I think he probably he probably is. Hall I don't know. Maybe. And we'll see. To, you know, Alex knows I got an Atlanta Falcons Julio Jones jersey because he was one of my, if not my, you know, most favorite player growing up. Uh, I know I'm a Giants fan. He might come back that. if Deshaun Watson goes there. The Tennessee Titans cut Julio Jones, which just devalues the jersey even less than it was when he left the Falcons. It's bad for me and my jerseys right now. I got a Darius. Slayton He's coming jersey. back. I'm. I bet like five bucks on it that he's coming to back. To the Falcons? Could be. And then final mm-hmm. spends the final year with them. And then we got one more here. Yeah. Miles Jack signs with the Steelers. Two years, $16 million. I don't have much to say. Honestly, $16 million isn't that much for the potential that Miles Jack can bring your team. So good for the Steelers, honestly, going after him and getting that guy. Yeah, agree. Agree for sure. Good player got cut by the Jaguars. No reason why. I don't know why in the world they cut him from the Jaguars. Cap space. They're doing some crazy things in Jacksonville. Cap space. Yeah, well, they spent all their cap on on Christian Kirk. They could have got three Miles Jacks for that price. All right. Miles Jacks. That's not right. Miles Jack. <laughs> um, all right, so we got one more thing here. I, I completely forgot about the New York Giants. This was the whole thing today. Uh, James Bradbury, the cornerback, he was going to be traded. He was going to be cut, whatever. You know, four o'clock. He's getting the $2 million uh what, what, $2 million, like, extension? Or he, he was getting $2 million at 4 o'clock. I don't know the exact specifics. So they were going to cut him or trade him before that time. Stay tuned on your phones. Nothing happened. Uh, so Bradbury, he's going to remain on the roster, or he is remaining on the roster for right now. That triggers $2 million uh, because of the new league year of his $13.4 million base salary to be guaranteed. And they're still expected to try and move on from Bradbury. So where is he going to go? Is he going to get traded? I think Alex are thinking he's going to get cut. What's going to happen? What's the future for James Bradbury? I don't think he's getting cut. I think he's going to get traded for a fifth rounder or higher. 
like fifth round, fifth round or lower, really, like fifth, sixth, or seventh type of thing. Um, possibly a restructure slash extension. Could be. Possibly. I'd say 75% he gets traded, 25% he gets, you know, re restructured a bit or extended. Oh my. That's what I would do. I would extend him. What's oh my God? Uh, nothing breaking news, uh, but I just need to show you. This is, um, you know, for everyone listening, this is uh, Carson Wentz sitting in Washington with a Washington Commander's jacket. And the discipline... Oh, I don't know if this will he, focus. He, he looks so weird. No, I don't think it'll focus on my phone, but the disappointment no, in I his face it. is hilarious. He looks so... I oh, do not want to be here. But anyway, <laughs> that's your that's your future, that's Washington. Funny. So enjoy that. But anyway, for right now, since we're talking about Carson Wentz, I think it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I agree. Before yeah. we do so, though, let's get some plugs in there. So again, I've talked about it a bunch. We have a lot of content on the Giant Take YouTube channel, so go check that out. We also have content on the daily when it comes to Twitter, at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. You know, I'm up, I'm trying to get stuff out there every day, so please uh, stay tuned there, as well as TikTok at the Giant Take Pod. We're on there as well. Alex on Twitter, at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter, at Joshola29. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Are we on iHeartRadio? I think so. Uh, or anywhere else you want to listen. You can also go to shippingstudios.com slash giant take to check out most, if not all the places you can listen and watch a podcast. So that's super cool stuff. And that's going to be it for me. I'm going to send it to my co-host Alex to close this one out. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the giant take podcast. Uh, and we'll be back next time with some more giants content, whether that be free agency or the draft, get excited. Uh, it's, it's getting excited in off season giants land. Exciting. It's getting exciting. Exciting. There, that works. That's great. All right, peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.